0: Um, T-M-Bikis. 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 Welcome to the Team Bikkies podcast for Midsummer 2022. Today we are chatting to Gavin Roach, writer, performer, producer, and director. Hi Gavin, welcome.
1: Hi, thank you so much for having me.
0: It's great to have you here. I'm going to start with, um, when did you first know you wanted to to be a performer and involved in the arts?
1: Oh God, for as long as I can remember. Um, I know that's very cliche, but it it was just what I was drawn to from such an early age. I pivoted between being a farmer and winning a logie by two, the year two thousand. Okay. Those were my goals in life.
0: That's pretty cool because I kind of, I think when I was a kid, I wanted, I first wanted to be a clown, which is actually really interesting because one of my cousins, he went to VCA and he did clown school. And oh, crap. yeah. Yeah. But then I, and then I I think at 12, a bit later, I decided I wanted to be an artist. So I stuck with that, <laughs> like a visual artist, I mean, more. Yeah. But um I do do a bit of, I have done a bit of like um sort of character work. I was at uni and video art and stuff like that. Okay, so let's move on to the next question. How important is giving a stage to Australian works?
1: Oh, uh, absolutely fundamentally important. I think that um, art has such a brilliant way of reflecting back uh, who we are, society, um, things that don't end up in the history books, uh, diverse ranges of voices, but even down to where sort of I lie in, in the art sphere and theatre, just hearing the Australian vernacular and speech and patterns and vocals on stage and seeing your, your Um, it, it for me, is such an educational tool, because on the one hand, you know, social commentary often means that, you, not social commentary, sorry, um, like social etiquette means that you're not exactly going to leave a performance once it's begun. So you're kind of there taking it in and understanding and seeing uh, somebody else's point of view and maybe even if you don't fully get something out of it or fully agree, I think you can appreciate what is up there and on the stage and, the the themes represented and the, the ideas being explored.
0: Yeah. And sort of absolutely the importance of what you're projecting out. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I want, and you've sort of taken some of your works to, um, some different fringe festivals yeah. in Australia and around the world, and which is incredibly important as well. I think I I, I think you went to um, Prague. How was yeah. that? How was that experience? That
1: was that was thrilling. It was so wonderful to be in a place that. Edinburgh Fringe, and that was uh, just eye openingly like crazy. You hit the ground running, and Prague is so relaxed and so eye opening in how audiences just hoover up work. They don't, they're not looking for the next. They're going to be entertained and educated, and they're so enthusiastic. And whenever I went and saw other people's work that was in the festival, I think nearly every show was sold out. And work was was performed in, in bookstores after hours, and I performed in an underground cellar that was converted into a performance space and other people were performing in kind of, in in hallways of old hotels. So it had this real rich ingrained idea of storytelling and history to it and audiences just leapt on that. And it was so wonderful to see and it was was such an eye-opening experience of just how far and wide reaching um how our, our work can be and our work where you can take a work and it doesn't have to be a grand political comment or a grand comment about um the human experience it can be small and niche and audiences will seek you out and it was it, it was wonderful to be a part of
0: that sounds absolutely amazing um to be able to do that and and to go to uh, Prague and experience that I haven't actually been to Prague yet so oh you must yeah Beautiful. um that sounds absolutely amazing um you also in, in Melbourne you've had uh, you'd also had a performance at um the stables at meat market which mm-hmm. is also a sort of intriguing space because I've also had um visual art shows in there and it's amazing with the, the level above with the sort of the there's a two level thing and, and yeah, then there's other yeah. spaces and rooms um, which I found great to use for visual arts. How did you find using the stables? Was it sort of did you sort of how did you sort of feel how, how did you feel that that space worked?
1: I really love the space it's very multi-use Yeah. It's, um and I like that. I like that you get to have a bit of a play. And I like even in the fringe uh setting that I used it for, yeah. The uh the team at Meat Market kind of give you really free reign. They
0: do, they definitely do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, which is really nice. And it's to, great. To yeah. bring, experiment and play. And the show I was doing was a, a one person show where I kind of had a bit of a bare bones idea and I just made it all up really on the spot. So I was able to really adapt the space to, to accommodate that, to really create a nice safe environment where I could just jump around and have a bit of a play for a while. Um, so, so I loved it, I really enjoyed that space and I'm looking yep. forward to, to taking work back to that space in the future.
0: Okay, that's amazing, cool. Can I ask you about um, your production Beyond Priscilla, and how, yes. the story behind that, and, and what Beyond Priscilla is
1: about? Um, yeah. So that uh, so that was one of my first forays into adaptation. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine, uh, Daniel Whithouse, wrote the book Beyond Priscilla, and it's about his year-long journey around the country interviewing. Uh, uh, LGBTIQA plus individuals in rural areas to look at the real life um, experiences with homophobia in those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What what um, uh, assistance they have access to? What the community is like there, if there is one. Um, what wider community uh, uh, attitudes are? Yeah. Uh, so he he jumped in a beautiful um, car and car truck called Bruce and went around the country. Um, and we met when I moved to Melbourne. And over that time, then he approached me with the idea of adapting the book to the stage. And after reading it, it really lent itself to what I really enjoy in bringing works to the stage: is that storytelling aspect and sharing that with the audience and I really liked highlighting stories that aren't just uh, very metro focused when it comes to the queer experience. So it was a lot of fun I got to work with my best friend Lauren Hopley who directed the work and we've known each other for for upwards of 20 years so we got to really um, bounce ideas of each other and Daniel was really lovely to give us insight that things that didn't end up in the book and bringing that to the stage really created a a, a lovely path to again educate audiences on what it's like being queer outside of sometimes the, the safer metro regions
0: yeah yeah because mm. I, I i mean i grew up a bit in the countryside too so and i went back mm. to i went back to the city mid teens so yeah I kind of I, I know the feeling a little bit yeah. <laughs> anyway um, yeah um let's go to the next question what sort of um oh no, I'll go to the this one what playwright's work do you read or sort of study often or what sort of who's your sort of i don't know do you have a, a any a person from a 100 years ago that you read their work or there's someone recent oh, or there's... gosh
1: so many i buy a, a play a week sometimes five. really wow um yeah i've got i think i counted during the the many lockdowns i decided to
0: sort of alphabetize my library and i have oh, wow. up
1: upwards of about 700 plays okay that's really
0: impressive thank you I tend to buy a play every time I see it, um, if
1: if the ideas intrigue me. Yeah. Um, so I'm just casting my eye over my library now, and one of my favourite theatre makers is Gail Farish. She's a South African uh, theatre maker whose work I find incredibly evocative, incredibly uh, brutal, and and confronting and emotional and so rich and charged. And it's it's just lovely to, to watch and experience. So anything that they do, I adore. I also love uh, Hilary Bell. It's a wonderful Australian playwright. I During my honours year, I directed uh, Wolf Lullaby that they wrote. And I just love their writing. Um, it's so, so lovely, and anything that they do, I gladly go and watch and see, um, but really I, I gravitate towards a whole range of, of writers who bring really interesting experiences, uh, to their work, um, so I often will just, will end up following, um, a playwright's work and collecting their stories. Um, I always have a, a little bit of a, uh, a cycle back to, to Louis Naura. I fell in love with yeah. his work when I, I was in high school.
0: Yeah, I did, I did some of his, I, I studied too, some of his work too. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it was, it's, it's really lovely and I think it's worth should be celebrated a lot more on mm. the Australian stage and really um, investigated over time because I think it's got such such wonderful legs to, um, to restage in very interesting ways mm. out of the context that I think it may have been written in and out of that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, I just love circling back and discovering new, new writers, new playwrights, um, I always love and adore seeing um, people I know work on stage and and it's so wonderful seeing so many of my VCA um, cohorts yeah. work yeah. on stage and being celebrated, and yeah. being seen and mm-hmm. yeah, it's just, it, it, it's, it's that very different experience and feeling when you're watching a colleague's work on stage, and, and knowing what it takes to get it up there, it's it's a really wonderful experience to have.
0: Yeah, I remember when I was at, because um, I went to VCA too, and I yeah, went, I went and, yeah, I think it was a, a production, who um, was in my same year, and she'd done the product designs, and, and yeah, it was yeah, amazing, yeah. and I was like, wow, you did this. so and I'd come from the School of Art so it was just being at that art school you know it gives you that access to to talk to dancers to talk to playwrights to talk to people studying Yay. all sorts of different um arts and that's I think why yeah VCA is so uh such an amazing place to to be and
1: yeah you know, it, it, uh, that's what I really loved I, I really loved going back yeah um being entrenched in so many different art forms and yeah. and listening to people's approach and also the reasons why they were there and what they were getting out of it was mm-hmm. really uh, really eye-opening and really great to kind of see people with such focused ideas of, of their art
0: practice for the time that they were at BCA and also for their longevity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really lovely space to be able to go, oh, I am able to think
1: long-term as an artist, Mm -hmm. not just short-term and I'm allowed to evolve and I'm allowed to put this practice over here and concentrate on this for a while. It was great. I loved it.
0: What would you sort of give as your advice to sort of aspiring playwrights? and Would you like to hear or,
1: you know? I think for playwrights, yeah, um, I think what I would have liked to have heard very early on is um, everything that you're writing has value. Yeah, yeah. And the way that you're writing, your approach, your style, um, it has value. I think that's very uh, true, yes. I think so many times we kind of get told when when writing to write for something, whether it be a a particular company, write for a particular uh, style, write about a particular message. I feel sometimes we're told too much that our work has to have a message, where Mm -hmm. sometimes that message is just there without realising it. And I think I sometimes miss the days when I just wrote a story without ever thinking about, oh, who is my audience? How do I market this? What company will like this? What actors are going to come and, and perform this? I think in terms of playwriting, just know that everything that you're doing from the get-go has value and then start working with people that respect, respect that and, and be open to collaboration because your work will just flourish from there. And advice in terms of producing, I think my main advice is always, when you get an email, write back to them straight away. Because there are so many opportunities that I missed when I, I didn't see what I was doing as, I guess, work. You, you really do need to think of it as nine to five work. Um, when, you, when you have a deadline, remember it and respect it when you're dealing with other people um, you remember and respect their deadlines and and their schedules Um, it really is just rewiring your brain to remember that what you're doing is, is work and that not only is your time valuable when working with other people but also to yourself if you're wanting to make sure that The work you're doing is of a high standard it's a standard that you do need to work on and it's taken me a long time to really focus and put aside time to make sure that I'm keeping ahead of everything and and
0: keeping the ship on course for lack of a better description I think that's I just was I think that thank you so much for saying that that's I think people who when they hear that will be, you know, um, they'll be like, yes, yes. You know, uh, I think I wish I was told some of that too, or most of that, or all of that actually, even though I'm a visual artist. Um, but yeah, thank you. That I felt like applauding, like going, bravo oh, thank when you. you said that. Uh, if there was an audience here, we'd all be clapping. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Um, do you have something in Midsummer this year? So if
1: I'm hoping you do. <laughs> yes, I do actually. I've got uh, three works. Um so I have uh I have produced and directed three works. Uh the first being The Shine Manifesto by Michael Ross, which is an Australian premiere about a young uh, teenager delivering a speech to a seen and unseen audience around their thoughts about being militantly shy. And that's being performed at the Bluestone Arts Church. Uh, I have another work called Run by Stephen Lawton. Uh, it's another Australian premiere. It's about uh, a young teenager again, a young Jewish boy named Yoni and he's um, getting ready for the weekly family Shabbat, but all he can think about is uh, a classmate named Adam and uh, the world that they inhabit together. That's being performed also at the Bluestone Arts Church in Footscray and at Gasworks Arts Park. And then I have the return season of Bottom by Willie Hudson. whether a bottom in the bedroom means uh, they are they a bottom in life. That's being performed again. The Bluestone Arts Church and returning to the Butterfly Club as well. So three works that are very, very different but very similar and have something for everyone, whether you are queer or not, uh, there's something that audiences are going to get from, from each work
0: okay that's that's a lot of work there that's amazing well done um so yeah
1: thankfully a lot of work that that to be put on hold that i'm yeah. so glad it, now making its way to the stage i'm, I'm but, very excited and very thrilled for the artists involved
0: well done fantastic um so okay now one last question um a yeah. light a light uh um uh Sort of a a fun question where would you like to travel next
1: oh gosh um i was actually thinking about this last night normally every year i uh, do a bit of a pilgrimage to london and try to see as many places i can my record is 16 in two weeks oh my gosh um (laughs) so i would love to do that again but I would also like to travel through um more of the eastern and scandinavian uh european countries that i've been yet that i've yet to go to yeah but my um my must do my must play, my must do place to travel in 2022 is uh the alice springs and uluru area um because i just want to to experience that area and i've seen far too much of europe and far little of my own country so yeah that's that's my my must do for
0: 2022. that sounds really a really great um planning program <laughs> for travel thank you yeah me and my partner we want to go around australia more um but we have to get to new zealand first next uh next
1: year oh, yeah, yeah. So
0: close, but so far. Yes. <laughs> so, and this has been a great chat with you. Thank you so much. No, thank you. And
1: this has been an
0: absolute pleasure. So, um, so thank you so much, Gavin. And everyone, please go and see his shows for the Midsummer. And um, oh, you, have you got any projects coming up very soon, or Midsummer's your first thing coming up?
1: Yeah. And then I have about um, 11 other shows throughout
0: 2022. Okay. And they'll be, <laughs> yeah. So you have got to keep some of them a bit secret first.
1: <laughs> yeah, some of them are a little bit embargoed still. Yeah. But, the, um, but, yeah, but here I say that my work will be popping up yeah. throughout Melbourne and Sydney and beyond throughout
0: the year. <laughs> This is T. Oh, this is T. This is T.